God, when we look back and remember, we can see your hand working in our lives. We know that you work. God, we know that you're here working now. Father, open our hearts to receive whatever it is that you have for us this day. And we will rejoice. For our Lord is good and he made this day. Amen. So we will rejoice. And again, we will rejoice. Amen. You can be seated. And as you are, I'd like to invite our children um, to, uh, to head off to Children's Church this morning. We have uh, kids worship and your leaders will be there in the back. And as they go, I just want to say one more prayer over them. Uh, Father, we thank you for our kids and the treasure that they are to us, the gifting that you have in, laid in each one of them. And Father, I pray that those would start to come out in, in kids' worship today and their families. And Father, that we would see them be teachers to us. Father, hold them in your hands as you train them and teach them today and help us to learn from them, God. We trust you that you will hold them as they go to their class. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask... Actually, before we start the video, I believe, Greg, if I'm correct, yes? Okay, all right. Before we start the video, um, we thought since uh, Pastor Kurt wasn't here, this would be a great opportunity to have some testimonial time. Uh, testimony is just us saying, hey, have you heard about what God has done in my life? Have I, have I mentioned that to you? Sometimes that can be uh, tough in the workplace. <laughs> because uh, people aren't very receptive. That's the whole, like, you know, pearls before swine kind of thing. Not, not that my coworkers are swine. I'm just saying that it's not always the easiest to say, hi, I know we're doing lesson planning for middle schoolers, and by the way, about Jesus. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, context can be everything. But this morning we want to turn our heart and our eyes to our own history, our own turning points where the Lord showed up through somebody else. So I just want us to kind of get in the right headspace before we watch this video. Um, and I want us to think about a time when you didn't expect it, but you were in need, and it might have been um, that you were having a hard mental health day, or it might have been that your emotions were just really heavy, or uh, feeling too big or overwhelmed, or it might have been a financial need. Um, it could have it been something serendipitous, like um, when Kurt and I were first dating, we went to the movie theater in L.A., and the AMC movie theater had this super, 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 super long escalator down, 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 down. And we only had enough money for the tickets, but we really wanted popcorn so bad. And so I said to Kurt at the top of the escalator, if only we had 20 bucks, we could get popcorn. And he's like, yeah, but we probably don't need it. And I was like, shh, don't say that. Of course we do. I said, I'm going to pray. He's like, you're going to pray about, yes, just, just give me a minute. So I was like, Lord, please, we just really need, I just really want popcorn. This would be so great. And we get to the bottom of the escalator and there's the 20 bucks. And I picked it up. I was like, see? <laughs> now, of course, some people would say, oh, that wasn't Jesus. I beg to differ. <laughs> that was totally the Lord. But there might be something else that's really, really serious. So I want you to think about what is a serendipitous kind of moment where the Lord just showed up to make your day amazing and bright? Or another moment where, like, you were really in need and, wow, Jesus, thank you. 
Because earlier I said, well, that just happened. But can't we just turn that around and reframe it and say, that just happened. That, that, that just happened. Like, that is not a coincidence. That is my Jesus. That's my Jesus. So we're going to have some mics. And if you have something that's just on your heart that you'd like to share, to just say, you know what? My God, he is alive and he loves me. And he loves you too. Testimony is an opportunity to share out loud that love that we see right now, right here. Great. Kaylin, thanks. And please do speak into the microphone as um, we have our online listeners. And if you're online, you can put this into the chat. You can put your own share time in. Okay, it's funny that you brought this up because I had one this week that was just awesome and it was totally Jesus and I kept telling everybody it was. Um, I don't know how many of you know that there's certain um, medications that are on back order now and you cannot get them. And when we went to the doctor to get the prescription, he said, have you been having trouble getting this? And I said, no. And he said, oh, well, a lot of my patients are having trouble getting this. So time goes by, I take the prescription in, guess what? We don't have it, can't get it. Sorry, you're gonna have to go to all these other uh, pharmacies and you know, try and get it. And I thought, okay, well, that's fine. But then this little voice in my head said, don't worry about it, you're gonna get it. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And so I called the insurance company like the pharmacy said, and they said, oh yeah, we know there's a, a, a shortage, and so here's what we'll do. And make a long story short, we were gonna be out on Friday. Guess what we got on Friday? So I just never was worried about it this whole time. I mean, I just knew that it was going to work out. We had to get it at a different pharmacy, and I had to do a little calling around. But, you know, sometimes Jesus needs you to participate in his miracles a little bit, right? But I really felt like it was a miracle because there was all these people out there who are not getting it because it's, it's not being made. So anyway, I just, I just have been telling everybody, you know, Jesus came through for me. I mean, I, I knew from the beginning that I was not going to run out, that it was going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Thank you, Kaylin. Anybody else would like to share where the Lord showed up? Could have been recently, could have been in the far distant past. But a moment where you knew that was him. He loves me. Good morning. Uh, well, for starters, I didn't get fired from church from what I said from Anth to Anthony last week. <laughs> um, so I'm still here. But um, uh, so my daughter got in a car accident early January, but it turned out to be a blessing. Oh, and she got fired from her job. And so I've been supporting her for a while. But through all of it, God has been so good. And she got a job. Well, and then when I had surgery, she was there and home with me, which was amazing. And then um, I really wanted to continue to be able to serve and go to meetings and things like that. So we were desperately trying to find a car within her price range and couldn't find one, couldn't find one. And, and, and God kind of told me I needed to ask this person if I could rent their car when they're gone for six weeks. And I was like, no, I don't want to. But I, so I said, okay, please say no if it's a no, but you know, can you uh, rent me your car? She goes, oh, no, I'm so sorry, because my husband wouldn't like it anyways, but I know somebody who has a car. And I was like, oh, yay. So I called them and said, okay, how much do you want for it? 
oh, nothing, just please take it. And so we ended up being given a car that is like, it has better visibility. It's actually a 1992 and it still runs and it's amazing. So um, yeah, such a blessing. God always provides. And, um, and I have to throw one more thing in there. Um, I started to get kind of tight on my funds because of supporting my daughter. And, and she got a bonus that we thought she wasn't going to get from her job she got fired from of $3,000. So right when I needed to not support her anymore, God went, here you go. So he always shows up. This is um, sort of short, and, but it's something that I remember that you, Tammy, said when you and Kurt first came to meet the congregation at uh, the meeting. And that was, I can't remember exactly what the question was to you, but you, re you responded that you found uh, gossip to be very harmful. And <clears throat> I think that's something that um, many of us sort of enjoy doing, but need to consider the consequences. And if someone heard what we said, what we might, what they might think of us and how we might feel. Thank you. Anyone else have? Yeah, great, thanks. Stephanie. So about six years ago, we started a foster care journey that ultimately we ended up adopting a bunch of kids. But up until that time, I've always been a, I can do it myself, super, super independent. And God used that time to teach me that I can't be super independent. Um, and that was a time that I kind of found so many people coming, hey, is there anything I can do, anything I can do to help? And, and that I had to turn to, uh, Yes, and just the number of people in this congregation who brought us food, babysat, gave us stuff, like all of that help. And so um, a couple months ago when we were getting ready to do it all again, and that is a whole other story that that journey is kind of over, but um, the same thing came up. And I, I kind of went, oh my gosh, I, I know that people want to help, that everybody says they can help, and, and put up an Amazon wish list, and the number of people who contributed and helped us get everything set up for the two foster girls that we had um, was just a blessing to see that God doesn't make us do it alone and financially that was something that we never could have done and that we were just really well taken care of and um, and that's just all God and I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I just wanted to share, can everybody hear me? Uh, I just want to share a little bit about uh, uh, the spirit of giving. Um, a lot of times, you know, we uh, come to an approach like this where we have the opportunity to give uh, to those. And uh, a lot of times our minds gets in our way and we think, oh, we got the, this to take care of, that to take care of, or uh, this bill to pay for. And just uh, just allow, because God knows you know, where you're at as far as financially, but uh, just uh, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to um, not uh, go by our, our minds, what the mind thinks, but uh, God knows. And, and, and um, so I just wanted to share a little bit about uh, uh, about listening to our hearts and listening to the Holy Spirit because the, he's going to meet the needs. So. I'd like to share real quickly. Um, I know that some of you, um, just like me, have been struggling with your health. And um, I have been struggling with three separate health issues for about two or three years. 
and um, I was getting pretty discouraged. Uh, they were affecting my ability to, to walk um, and function because one of them was dealing with my sleep. I have sleep apnea, and I wasn't finding the solutions for that that I needed. And um, the Lord has been teaching me so many lessons about hoping in him and trusting in him, not feeling sorry for myself, but praising him in the midst of the storm, just like we sang today. And they were beautiful lessons, and I, and I don't regret any of the very difficult sleepless nights I've had over the past three years of the things that I've gone through. But I just want to encourage you, too, that God has healed me. This last week, I've finally been able to sleep with a CPAP through the night. It's the first time in a very, very long time. I've had, I was diagnosed three years ago with sleep apnea, sleep apnea, so it just kind of gives you an idea of how long I've been struggling. My foot is healed um, pretty much of the plantar fasciitis I've had for two years. And I know that some of you struggle like that. You're just hoping and praying that whatever it is you're afflicted with at the moment will eventually go away. And, and I know my journey has been kind of like uh, up and down. But God has done it, and he told me he was going to do it. And he told me just not to give up hope, to trust him, to rest in him. Do not be anxious. And I just want to encourage you, if you're struggling the same way I was, that God is on your side. He loves you. Hang in there. Hope in him. He's, he's faithful. I'm going to try to get through this. Uh, two weeks ago, I almost lost my vaccine here to a sepsis attack and combination of a number of things. But uh, she was on the very edge, and I had to, I had to say to Jesus and to God that it's your will, not mine, but I want this lady to stay in my life. But... And all of through, through that relationship and through the prayers of all of you here, she sits next to me tonight, today. So God bless that. And I can say this man is the most wonderful husband a woman can ever, ever have. Well, we praise God for all good things because God is good. I, that was very lame, people. Come on. <laughs> God is good. And all the time. The other day, Lucas was upstairs, and I was downstairs, and I was trying to get his attention. I was like, hey, hey, hey. And he was like, and I, so I yelled up, Lucas, God is good some of the time. And he's like, no, all the time. And I was like, there we go. There we go. We praise God for who he is. He is not only here, but he is in Congo. He is with us. He works through us. Let us not waste the opportunity to allow him to do something amazing, whether it's the friendly smile to a neighbor, the lady at the grocery store, or reaching all the way across the world. Watch this video. Hi, I'm Scott Gillen. I'm the interim director of Covenant Kids Congo, our partnership with World Vision and also with the CEUM, the Covenant Church in Congo, to address need in this corner of the world. Uh, we saw uh, marked progress in terms of the work that World Vision is doing in its partnership with the CEUM here. 
My name's Annie Martin and I work at World Vision US. We're here in Gemina DRC visiting some of the projects that are being done in partnership with the Evangelical Covenant Church and World Vision in addition to many different church partners here on the ground like the SEUM, the Free Church, and the Catholic Church. We are working with the most vulnerable people in society. One of the ways I've seen that done here this week is by visiting a project that was a husbandry group. This was a group of people who actually had disabilities that World Vision was working alongside to help to breed goats and chickens. Um, this helped with uh, economic development and livelihoods. Um, it was providing income for their families. But in addition to that, it was also providing hope, it was providing dignity, and it was uplifting the voices of these people. My name is Lindsay, and I'm a pastor at Cascade Covenant Church in North Bend, Washington. A number of projects have really touched my heart, but one of the ones that I think is very tangible and exciting for um, us is the water projects that are happening up in Karawa. For those of you who don't know, Karawa was the epicenter of the Covenant Church here in Congo for so long. We had many missionaries up there and it's been so encouraging and exciting to be here and experience this legacy and this opportunity to continue to, to partner with the Congo in that way. And so in Karawa, we were able to visit the Duabali Spring, which is the spring that um, will eventually bring water to Karawa Hospital. And this spring has capacity to reach 40% of the population in Karawa. They're gonna be able to um, provide regular consistent clean water to the hospital itself and then the neighboring four neighborhoods in that area and one of the cool things about this project is that two years ago when we had another team visit Congo one of the pastors said hey what about Karawa what about water in Karawa and through Team World Vision and some other funding um, streams we were actually able to fund this project when this is complete and they're hoping for early um, 2020 then the hospital will have continued water and so after that we were able to go to a second spring booty spring this very old water project it was built in 1969 and it's this huge massive 18 foot water wheel um, that's really old technology but it's working and it's been able to be repaired through the years and that is the spring that they're hoping will be able to bring water to the rest of Karawa. Together we can do great things and great work is happening here in Congo. It's been amazing to see that. My name is Ben Vasquez and I'm manager of missionary engagement for the Evangelical Covenant Church and I'm also interim for Covenant Kiss Congo. A specific area that really touched my heart is the advocacy group a group of young kids that are advocating for their rights. They actually came and presented data and information to the Gamina government, and they were so shocked and impressed that they said, we need to change. We see uh, clinics that are clean, safe beds for women to actually give birth. And these are things that they're doing. They're standing up, believing in themselves, believing that they have the power. This is generational change. This is sustainability as we move forward, all because of a partnership that came and wrapped their arms around them. My name is Chad McDaniel, I'm lead pastor at Arvada Covenant Church outside of Denver, Colorado. I think one of the projects that stands out the most to me is a women's farming group called Maipasa, which is mother of sponsored kids working um, basically to alleviate malnutrition. The area they're farming is actually in the flight path uh, into the Gemini Airport. And some of the moms were saying they're actually earning enough income now and they're pooling some of their resources, they're selling their corn in the market, they're, they're earning enough income where one of them said one day my kid is going to be on that airplane 
To me, when I hear somebody say that, I think of the generational change that's starting to happen, where people uh, are being inspired, where people are, are having hope. They are agents of hope, and hope is huge. Hope is huge for a people who never thought that they could move out of this place, that, that thought things can't get better, things will never get better. And now people are saying, no, one day my kid will be on that airplane. That's allowing their children to dream, uh, to think about a future with all kinds of possibilities and potential, uh, where that just wasn't here before, that never existed before. Hi, I'm Dan Bulgey from Cascade Covenant Church in North Bend, Washington, and just finished a whole week here in both Karawa and Gemina. There's all these different hard projects. There's also soft projects. And an example of that that just has been so profound for me is something called the Women's Savings Group. It's 25 women who come together and they, they worked to put money aside and use for different business ideas that they have. And the group that we visited was dancing with money in their hands, but it was because they were so encouraged about all of the, the money that they had been saving. Poverty so profoundly affects people just in their physical body, but also in their mentality. And this is something that is helping to change uh, people's mentality, giving them hope and helping to make a cultural shift. It's just little incremental baby steps that are adding up into a huge leap in what the world what World Vision is doing here in the Congo and what the CEUM is doing too. Bonjour mes amis. My name is Gail Gilraith and I serve as Executive Director of Advancement for the Evangelical Covenant Church. And one of the highlights for me was to see how hard the partners here, CUM, the SECU, Catholic Church, World Vision, working to provide clean water. Access to clean water is so important. And so when we saw three of those deep water wells, we know that many, many people in that neighborhood are getting access to clean water in which they didn't have before. Water to drink, water to wash, water to help with sanitation and hygiene. Water is life here. My name is Pastor Russ Blake from Yelm, Washington, and uh, it's been such a privilege to be on this vision trip to the Congo. And I think the thing that stood out to me so deeply was our visit to the nutrition center. At that place, you saw little toddlers and one-year-olds and two-year-olds. In one case, I watched a mom just hold up a probably a two and a half, three-year-old baby that couldn't even stand on his own to be on the scale, to be weighed. And then they measure the circumference of the arm and they determine the needs of that child. But it broke my heart to think that here are these children, and so many of them, that may not even make it in life, but this center is bringing cornmeal and other nutritious products to the moms that uh, they go home and begin to learn how to cook differently, how to put this, uh, this nutrition into their food, and there's hope in that. There shouldn't be another month where there's toddlers that are malnutritioned in a serious way. We need to rally, we need to make it happen. Real change is happening in the lives of children that we care about. Real change is happening in the communities where the funds are going. Trust that God is gonna do something with your dollars, that God is gonna do something amazing with every inch that you give. Get before the Lord and consider uh, what you can do for this incredible, vivacious ministry area in the Congo. 
These dollars, these donations make a dramatic impact and it's a sustainable impact. It's, it's not a dependency uh, relationship. It's very much an empowerment relationship. We work against the philosophy of scarcity. We deeply believe that there's enough capacity, enough generosity, enough resources for everything that God is doing. Do it because you trust God first and do it because you trust in what God is doing here in Gamana, uh, in Karawa, in all of Congo. God is doing an amazing work. In Matthew 25, Jesus is calling us to care for our neighbors. He says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me in and on and on and on. Um, one of the opportunities that you have um, through partnering with Covenant Kids Congo, the partnership between the Covenant and World Vision, is to live into Matthew 25 scripture. Uh, sponsorship is providing a holistic approach that gives you an easy opportunity to step in and respond to what Jesus is calling us to do, providing um, holistic development here in Gemina, DR Congo, through food and clean water and education and healthcare. It's providing opportunities for the most vulnerable in society. We we have ministries to people who have disabilities, um, giving them dignity and hope. We care about the least of these, that we care about uh, people who are hurting in this world. This is actually making a cultural shift. It's providing them encouragement and hope like, hey, we, we can do this. This is a real way to have a global touch and to see something happen. As you consider ways that you're going to partner with, um, with the Congo in the next year, in the next 10 years, this is a very tangible way that you can make a difference. You can run, you can walk, you can just raise funds, you can sponsor a child, you can pray, you can encourage others to partner. There's so many different ways uh, to get involved. It's the church's responsibility to partner with God around the world in the work that he is already doing. This is how God has chosen to reach the world for Christ. So my challenge is to step up and be the church. Be the church, yes, in the United States, but also here in Congo and in so many places around the world. We have the opportunity to do this in today. I don't want today to feel like it's, um, it's a commercial for all, for all you all. It is um, an opportunity for us to see what the Covenant Church and, um, and more are doing in the world and we got a chance to share what God is doing in our lives and around us too. Um, I'll, I'm going to be just a few minutes probably, so you guys can. Sorry, we, um, I just wanted to let them know that they might be standing. Sorry, but I want to read the scripture that they were talking about. Um, that is that is uh, from Matthew 25 about the sheep and the goats. Um, and I want you to hear. Put yourself into the story. That, that Jesus is telling here. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of in the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. 
Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or in need of clothes and clothe you? When, you did, when did we see you sick and in prison, or go visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Within that scripture, we even heard this morning testimonials of ways that people have been the hands and feet of God. We heard on the video um, with so many people that, that aren't paid to do this ministry, that ministry that they're talking about. They are in love with the people there and in love with Jesus, and so they want to do something beyond where they were. And so when we, when we see this, it's not that we're doing it because we want Jesus to say, these people didn't even know, but when did we do those things? And Jesus will say, it's what you did for all of my brothers and sisters. It's what you did for that, those things you did unto me as well. What are we doing for our brothers and sisters? What are you doing? Maybe you're currently doing something already. Maybe you're doing lots. Maybe you can't add anything to your plate. And maybe you're the one who needs to be served right now. And I love, I love what Ron said earlier, that we need to be receptive to that. When God, is, when God is providing, let's be receptive because he wants to give through the people that are around us. I think we say a lot that God shows up, and I think we need to remember that God is always active. It's our eyes that get open to seeing him do what he's doing. And so this morning, again, I, I, I don't want it to be a commercial. I want it to be something that says, God has called me to do something. And that may not be with Chosen. It may be somewhere else. And maybe you're doing a whole bunch already. But we just want you to know what the Covenant Church is doing. And we want to give you the opportunity to do something where maybe you haven't been able to do something before. Um, you saw lots of people on the video, and one of those was Lindsay. Um, Lindsay, I'm going to invite you to come up and share with us uh, just a little bit more today as we, as we continue on service. Please. Awesome. Good morning, church. My name is Lindsay, and I serve our denomination, the Covenant Church, um, and I actually do. So in the video, it's a couple years old. Um, I attend Cascade Covenant um, out in North Bend, Washington, and so when I had the opportunity to be with you here today, I wanted to do that, and so thank you for having me. Um, I lead out the ministry for Covenant Kids Congo, so I represent Covenant churches across the United States and Canada in this ministry, and so I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you so much for your engagement with Covenant Kids Congo, whether that's sponsorship, which many of you still sponsor children from the first time um, Faith Covenant uh, hosted a chosen event. Uh, or, a, or a sponsorship event. Um, and many of you participate in this ministry through Team World Vision and doing crazy things like running half marathons and full marathons. And some of you participate in this ministry through the Global 6K, walking six, six kilometers. And all of those ministries together impact what's happening in Congo. And so today, just kind of in light of the sharing and the testimonies that you all shared, I just want to celebrate and name how great is our God. He is so faithful, y'all. He is so faithful. And he gives us an opportunity to see him at work in our lives 
and he gives us the opportunity and invites us into the work that he is doing around the world. And 10 years ago, he invited the Covenant Church into a partnership with World Vision and the Congo Covenant Church. The Congo Covenant Church is larger than the Covenant Church here in the United States and Canada by a lot. Uh, there's over 2,000 congregations, um, and it's vibrant. It's beautiful. It's alive. And God is doing amazing th things through that community of believers. And so we joined in this partnership 10 years ago and have seen awesome things happen. God is on the move, and he continues to be on the move. And so today, you guys are going to be invited to sponsor a child. But one of the things that we have been celebrating is that God is doing a new thing. That God is doing a new thing and continues to do new things in each of our lives, in our communities of faith, and around the world. And so he is doing a new thing in Congo right now through Chosen. And so we're going to watch a video here in a minute. But different from traditional sponsorship where we would maybe go out into the lobby and, and we would look at a row of pictures of kids that are waiting sponsorship, we actually get to go out and we get to take our pictures and those pictures are going to be sent to Congo, and they're going to join together with other covenant churches so that they can have a choosing party. And there's going to be some beautiful Congolese children who literally dance up to a row of pictures, and they'll get to choose their sponsor. It's a way of carrying dignity all the way through the sponsorship process, and it's a new Thing. And it is so cool. Um, it's actually, it's just incredibly powerful. So why don't we just take a minute to watch this next video and then I'll come up with a, a few more info. Being chosen is a God thing. It is a God thing. I actually love, love the idea of chosen because if you are a follower of Jesus, you're chosen by God. He loves each and every one of us so deeply. Um, and so it's just a beautiful picture of relationship and being invited into a relationship with a child. So sponsorship um, is a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a child. You get to send notes to that child. You get to send emails, which is kind of crazy. Um, and those are printed out, and, and then you get to hear back from that child. You build a relationship with one child. But the funds help support an entire community. We're transforming neighborhoods through God and this partnership. Entire neighborhoods, entire communities in Congo. So during the next song, um, as you just reflect on, um, on that video, both today and next week, you'll have this opportunity to respond by being, um, becoming a sponsor. And so you can text uh, this number. Um, you, you text the word FAITHCOV to 56170. And if you are at home, I'd encourage you to do this too. You can text that number and it'll send you a text message back and you'll be able to follow the prompts from there. If you are with us in person this morning and you would like to make that decision to sponsor a child, you can come on out into the lobby and we will help take your picture. But if you are at home, you can upload a picture directly um, from there as well. But as you think about how God is calling you into what, um, into to celebrate what he is doing in your own life, but also into what he might do through you, through sponsorship, I would just encourage you to just be thankful for all that God has done and consider the new ways that he is at work because there's a lot to celebrate because he is so good.
Thanks, church. You know, we've heard a lot about what God can do in everybody's life. We've seen it on videos. We've heard it from testimonies. God is alive. I saw a great movie yesterday. It's called God Revolution or Jesus Revolution. It just started. It talks about how God worked through a community of unbelievers. Folks, we say we're believers. Let's prove it. Let's reach out to those who need our help. Be a brother for someone that is in need. Let God work through you to bless someone else. And as you go on your way today, I'm going to ask a little bit differently than Kurt does, but I'm going to ask that God go with you. He go above you to watch over you, beside you to befriend you, behind you to encourage you, in front of you to lead the way, and most of all, within you, to give you peace, the peace that passes all understanding, both this day and every day of your life. Amen.